Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Glad that for those of you who have hung in there, because you're really students of government or you take your jobs very seriously, uh, we are pleased to announce that we have an agreement on the budget. Uh, the final bill is being printed as we speak. Um, it has been gone through by um, both houses, and it's been approved by both houses, uh, and it literally is going to go into uh, print. I believe the Assembly is going to wait for the uh, bill to come out of print, and the Assembly will vote tonight. It's the education bill, which has education, uh, the so-called education run in it, which is the distribution of the education funding. Uh, so it is a big bill, and it's a complicated bill, and it takes a long time to print. So it's uh, going to be a, a long evening uh, for the Assembly, and we didn't want to make uh, you wait up too late and past your bedtime and possibly be in an irritable mood. Uh, I want to begin by thanking the legislative leaders, uh, Senator Flanagan uh, and uh, Senator Klein from the IDC, Speaker Hasty, who really did an extraordinary job. This was a very robust and very challenging agenda because these are challenging times. And uh, they, they stepped up to the plate uh, and they made it happen. Uh, they often say, you know, my conference is a relatively small conference, but I have me, myself, and I in my conference, and uh, that's enough. They have big conferences that they have to go back to. And uh, they have to get an agreement. And uh, in those both conferences now, you have very strong political feelings. And the political winds are very strong in this country. And those same winds blow in this state. Uh, so uh, they've done a, uh, a great job as leaders. Uh, you know, it's easy to be political. It's not always easy to be a responsible governmental leader. Uh, which is about seeking compromise and forging consensus. So I want to thank them for that. Uh, I also want to thank Beth Garvey, who is uh, the counsel to the Senate majority, who's done an extraordinary job. Blake Washington on the Assembly side, who's the Secretary to Ways and Means, uh, really did a great job. And I hate to say it uh, in front of them, but uh, my Budget Director, Robert Mejica, and Counsel Alfonso David really uh, stepped up and, and I'm proud to call them colleagues. I'm going to go through the budget uh, relatively quickly to give you the top lines on it. Uh, most of you are familiar with it to begin with. You know the overall uh, numbers. It turns out to be a $153 billion budget all in. Uh, and seventh year, uh, again, we are within the 2% spending cap. The 2% uh, spending cap is the lowest rate of spending in modern history. The budget division does not have a record of a budget that only went up 
2%. State budget, this state budget especially, is more of a blueprint for the future of the state. We went through a November election, uh, and we've gone through a very difficult time in this nation. And uh, besides the, the decibel level of the dialogue and the politics, I think it's important to listen to what people are saying, and we have listened. Uh, there's a tremendous sense of economic frustration and economic anxiety, and you have the middle class in this state and in this nation that feels that they haven't gotten a fair shake. Uh, so we developed a budget that would address those issues. We did it in the state of the state. Then, since January, we have a new challenge, which is a new federal government that uh, is making or threatening or uh, planning significant changes for the state of New York. So we have to anticipate those changes and build in a mechanism to deal with them. Um, how do we protect the state and the state's finances going forward when, when we are in a position where we anticipate uh, significant financial cuts? This plan does all that. Uh, and again, uh, the legislature has done, I think, the best work that uh, I've seen as being governor. The Middle Class Recovery Act that we laid out in the state of the state, which was a comprehensive agenda to help the middle class, we accomplished it all. We said we would cut income taxes for the middle class and extend the millionaire's tax, and that's exactly what this budget does. Middle class tax cut for more than six million taxpayers. We said that we would help the middle class by doubling the child care tax credit, and that's what this budget does. We said we had to do something about property taxes. It is the single greatest problem in this state, as you've heard me say many times. Uh, the problem of high taxes, I have high taxes uh, in New York, that is a problem of property taxes. It's not a state tax issue. Medium, median tax to the state, $1,800. Median property tax, $4,700. Now, we passed the 2% property tax cap several years ago. That was a big breakthrough. It slowed the growth. We want to take it the next step. Uh, we've tried attacking property taxes all different ways. We've assumed all the growth in Medicaid that cost the state billions. But you need structural changes on the local and county level if you're going to make a real difference in property taxes. This budget, this plan, has a new device that will do just that. It empowers citizens to say to their local governments, enough is enough, we need you to make structural changes, and we need you to, make, to do it now. The county executives will now be empowered to call together all the local governments in their county and uh, come up with a plan of shared services and ways to control costs, and then pass those savings on to the homeowner. The local governments must participate. They must explain to their citizens uh, whether they accept or reject the recommendations of the commission and why. And the plan here is to get people involved on the local level. They're angry. They're upset. I hear about it all across the state. They don't know what to do about it. Now you have something to do about it. You have the ultimate public process 
county executive convening all the local governments, which they didn't have the power to do before, 300 local governments in the room. The local governments will participate, come up with a plan. Each local representative will have to explain to the, in writing, to the people in their district why they voted yes, why they voted no. We have the nation's first accessible public college program, uh, which is a national first. It is extraordinary. It's a different model. It says the, what we thought of high school 50 years ago is the way you should think of college now. Why do we have free public college? Uh, I'm sorry, free public high school. Because we made a determination as a society that you needed high school. You needed it to succeed, and we needed it as a society. Well, today, college is what high school was. Uh, and it shouldn't be uh, an option if you can afford it. And this will, uh, this will make college accessible, tuition-free, families up to $125,000, which is 80% of the households in this state will qualify for Excelsior Scholarship. You want to talk about a difference government can make? This is a difference that government can make. There is no child who will go to sleep tonight and say, I have great dreams, but I don't believe I'll be able to get a college education because mommy and daddy can't afford it. Every child will have the opportunity that education provides. We have also started uh, a new program that further brings down the cost of college by investing $8 million into uh, low-cost options for books like e-books. Think about it. Students now spend thousands of dollars on books. Why? Uh, there's no reason why these books shouldn't be uh, electronically available uh, and why we can't save that money for the student. We haven't wanted to. It's a big industry, the book industry. When I was attorney general and I did the student loans investigations, I ran across this. It is a, the book industry is a major industry, a major ve vendor to the university complex, uh, but it's time to think about the student first, and that's what this is going to do. K-12, we have the highest level of education funding in history, $700 million in foundation aid, 4.4% increase to $25.8 billion. We had a full jobs program. Regional Economic Development Councils will now have round seven, $750 million. It accelerates our new New York construction and building program, our $100 billion program, with programs all across the state, literally every region of the state, uh, and that program is funded and accelerated. $70 million for the I Love New York to promote tourism. This has been a great success for the state. We've spent about $150 million since 2011, and spending has increased $9 billion. Just think about that. A $150 million investment, spending goes up uh, $9 billion. So it's, it's great for business. The budget also implements comprehensive workers' compensation reform. Senator Flanagan worked uh, very hard on this with members of his conference, uh, and we achieved it. The 
Affordable New York, which reforms the 421A program, uh, old 421A program, and it will create 2,500 new units of affordable housing per year. Uh, it also pays a fair wage for workers, which is different than the, uh, some of the other proposed 421A bills. Uh, also in this budget is a provision that allows union members to deduct the cost of their dues from their state taxes. The Affordable New York plan also uh, releases a memorandum of understanding that the legislative houses have had since last year that has $2.5 billion for 100,000 units of affordable housing and 6,000 units of supportive housing. And because upstate matters, the budget enables ride-sharing now statewide. Uh, so companies like Uber and Lyft will come to upstate New York. Uh, we are building a great tourist attraction, 750-mile Empire State Trail, which will be the longest of its kind in the nation. We have a plan to reduce the cost of prescription drugs. It caps the growth of prescription drug spending in Medicaid, addressing the out-of-control prescription costs. Literally every item that I outlined and proposed in January has been passed in the middle class agenda. Uh, and again, uh, I think it is, if we stopped there, it would have been an extraordinary budget. But as I've been discussing over the past few weeks, we then had an added challenge after the January State of the State, which was a new government was installed in Washington and that new government has very quickly announced dramatic plans that will have a significant effect on the state of New York. And we're going to respond. Uh, this budget has a $10 million liberty defense project. Uh, this is something that I worked on with Senator Klein and we're very proud of. It will provide legal services to new immigrants. You want to talk about deportation? You want to talk about uh, a philosophy on immigration? Uh, nationally, we also have our own philosophy of immigration in this state. We believe in it. I am an immigrant. We're all immigrants. But whatever your political philosophy on immigrants, people have rights in this nation. This is a law of nation. Uh, this is a nation of laws. And before you uh, deport anyone, they have a right to have their legal rights uh, demonstrated, supported, and exercised. Now, that's easier said than done. People need counsel. They need uh, access to counsel. They need the ability to pay counsel. And that's what this Liberty Defense Project does. It provides legal services for new immigrants. $1 million for a state police hate crimes task force. The hate crimes task force is up and running. We need to fund it, given the rash of hate crimes we've had. Uh, there have also been a number of attacks on religious schools and community centers all across the state. Uh, this is a community center that I visited in Albany, a Jewish community center. We're providing in this budget $25 million for security protection uh, and $20 million in additional support for non-public schools. After 12 years of failed attempts, New York, New York will no longer be one of two states in the nation to treat 16- and 17-year-olds as adults. This budget raises the age of criminal responsibility. Uh, this is a, 
uh, I think, uh, legacy accomplishment. They have talked about passing raise the age for 12 or 13 years. It never got done. It was like marriage equality, tried and failed, tried and failed. This budget does it. Uh, Speaker Heasty worked extraordinarily hard on this issue. Uh, Senator Klein worked extraordinarily hard on this issue to find common ground. Uh, the Senate obviously has a different political attitude than the Assembly. This issue was a lightning rod for that politics. Uh, it was probably uh, the single most difficult piece in the budget. Um, Teddy Roosevelt used to say during his time as governor, he liked to take on the tough problems, let somebody else handle the easy ones. I try to follow that. This was a tough one. Minimum wage was a tough one. Marriage equality was a tough one. But those are the ones that make a difference. That's what makes them tough ones in the first place. This will affect uh, thousands and thousands of lives immediately. Sealing of records, 12,000 people. So uh, kudos to Speaker Heasty and uh, Senator Klein. We also have other criminal justice reforms. Uh, we've been talking for many years about videotape interrogations for serious offenders. Never happened. Uh, today it does. Uh, witness photo identification protection. They've talked about it for many years. Today it's going to become the law. Uh, the budget also protects our environment through $2.5 billion Clean Water Infrastructure Act. This is a big issue all across the state. We saw it in Hoosick Falls. We see it in communities. We see it at Owasco Lake. Uh, this is a very big issue on Long Island. Uh, Senator Flanagan has uh, been very interested and educated on this issue uh, and worked very hard to have a comprehensive program. And I want to applaud him because that's exactly what this is. Uh, water quality on Long Island, uh, given that geography, is uh, a challenge and it's getting worse. And we're getting ahead of it uh, with this program. This budget also has the first ever federal funding response plan. We were talking about possible changes that the federal government might, might make. And how do you anticipate them? And my point was it's virtually impossible to anticipate them. So how do you do a budget in April that anticipates changes in June, July, August, September, and can, can adjust before next year? That was always the financial challenge to me in this budget. This budget has a device uh, that we've never used before. If the federal government enacts cuts to the New York state budget, either by passing a budget, federal budget, or continuing resolution, or by the way, agencies make cuts, departments make cuts with uh, administrative capacity, the federal government doesn't have to pass a budget to cut funding. They can just have a department cut funding. If any of those things happen, the division of budget run by Mr. Mejica will come up with a plan that corrects the state budget for that shortfall.
That plan will be given to the assembly. The assembly has 90 days to either pass their own plan to correct the shortfall or the division of budget plan automatically goes into effect. This is what gives me confidence that the ship of state, the financial ship of state, what we've tried so hard to accomplish over seven years, the financial integrity of the state will be protected. Uh, we're going to fight changes that are anti-New York, but whatever happens on those changes, we have a mechanism in place to correct for it. And it's not reliant on the legislature coming back and acting. Right? Uh, that was too risky a proposition for me, frankly. Well, you could have always called the legislature back in special session. Yes, but legislatures... Uh, are not always quick to convene, they're not always quick to agree, and they're never quick to cut funding, right? Legislatures prefer giving out money, not calling up and saying, uh, I need you to return the money I gave you. They'll have 90 days because I respect the legislature, uh, but if they don't act at the end of 90 days, this plan goes into effect. Uh, this is what has given me the greatest security in this budget. Uh, and it's a device that we just came up with recently. Uh, and if, if we didn't have a device like this, I believe it would have been better to leave the budget open throughout the year so for sure you could adjust. The budget also has $200 million to combat heroin, which is a statewide epi epidemic. It has a new special prosecutor for government fraud in our transportation facilities. It affords the NYPD fair disability benefits, which is something we've been talking about uh, for two years, uh, but now uh, we're going to treat the NYPD fairly. Uh, God forbid you have a disability with a new police officer uh, who, who pays the ultimate price. Their family should be protected. This budget also has an indigent legal defense uh, program reform enacted uh, autonomous vehicle testing regulations. These are difficult days. They're very political days. You look at Washington, they're talking about nuclear options. 200 years of Senate tradition goes out the window. Uh, New York is not immune to the politics. In some ways, this was the most ambitious plan that we've undertaken uh, because we had to because we're facing the greatest challenges that we've faced. Uh, so it was probably the hardest plan to complete, but it's also the best work that uh, we have done as a state government, and I am proud of it. And at this time when people are floundering and states are floundering and people are, are wondering which way to go, I say once again look to the state of New York. This plan points the right direction. Uh, I once again want to thank all the members of the legislature who worked so hard over these past few weeks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 